Hello and welcome to today's talk called The Fruit of the Spirit. Last week our talk was on the intentionality of God. For more on that, you can go into our last week's uh, podcast and go and check that out. Okay, so let's start with reading what is the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things, there is no law. What does that mean? Nothing works against the fruit of the Spirit. So when you practice the fruit of the Spirit, nothing can work against you. Against such things, there is no law. There's actually more fruit that Paul talks about, but he did not mention them in Galatians. He says this in Ephesians 5, 8 through 9. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. 1 John 1, 5 says, This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. The fruit of the Spirit radiates the nature of God. Fruit isn't automatically there like the gifts of the Spirit are. Fruit has to grow. Gifts are a gift, packaged and ready for use. Being developed in the fruit of the Spirit is God's way of giving you an ongoing encounter of Himself. I know the most famous fruit that we talk about is love. This is what Corinthians 13 says. If I speak of with the angel, if I speak with the angels in tongues of men, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have the faith to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all of my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. But love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous. Love does not brag. It is not arrogant. does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It is not provoked does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. You know, we love because he first loved us. This is true across every aspect of our life in God. Hebrews 10, 24 says, And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. So love is practiced in the church and is normal in the kingdom. It's the way of life as citizens of heaven. We are kind because he first is kind. We are patient because he first is patient. We are joyful because he first is joyful. You get the whole idea here. God uses his own fruit towards us so that we can taste and see that the Lord is good. In, in return, it allows us to experience him for who he truly is day in and day out. You know, Peter even gives his take on some of the fruits of the Spirit given in this passage, 2 Peter 1, 5-9. For 
This very reason, also applying all diligence in your faith, supplying moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and increasing, they neither render you useless, here it is, or unfruitful, in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten, this is important, his purification from his former sins. So what Peter's really getting at here is you have to practice being like God. You have to practice the fruit of the Spirit because you can believe you have peace, but if you don't practice it, you'll never be able to give it. Jesus says, peace I give to you and peace I leave with you. Out of all the things he could have left, he leaves his peace. (laughs) So don't be asking God for things that he's already left with you. When God speaks, he he says, I speak so that your joy may be full. Okay, what about self-control? Jesus says, if someone slaps you on your right cheek, give him your left as well. Paul says this in Romans 12. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind with one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own understanding or estimation. Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Paul just said it depends on us to be at peace with all men. So really, we have a chance here when someone is being evil to us to be peaceful and good back to them. And then he says, never take your own revenge, but leave room for the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. (laughs) So, So Paul sounds a lot like Jesus here, doesn't he? What Paul is saying here is our struggle is actually not against evil. It's against the goodness of God. In other words, our battle in this life is to be like our Father who is in heaven. Do not repay evil for evil, but overcome evil with good. Jesus says in Matthew 5, 38 through 45, listen to this. You have heard it said, so They have heard it said in their law, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other side to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, let him have your coat as well. Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks of you and do not turn away anyone who wants to borrow from you. 
For you have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he causes his son to rise on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. So what Jesus is saying here is you have been taught one way by the world and by religion and the law that you shall love your neighbor, but do good, you know, good to those who do good to you, but hate your, you know, your enemies and all these things. But what he's making a difference now, he's going, but now I say, be the opposite. Be good to everybody who, who curses you and despitefully uses you and says all these wrong things, right? Because God is good to the evil and the righteous. So Jesus and Paul are both in agreement that we are to fight evil with good or the fruit of the Spirit. So in reality, what's really happening here is that the fruit of the Spirit is designed to grow you in the nature and character of God. When somebody's being evil to you, our battle isn't to be evil back because Jesus says, if you're good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even the sinners do that. Even unbelievers do that, right? So the battle here, and and I really hope you understand that, is that when somebody is being evil or unkind or saying things or cursing us, we actually bless them. We move in the opposite spirit. So if somebody's being anxious towards me, I'm going to be peaceful towards them because I want to be like my father who is in heaven, right? So in reality, what you don't practice, you cannot use against other people. And I'm not saying that the people themselves are, uh, you know, inherently evil, But what I'm saying is that our battle is not against flesh and blood, right? But it's a spiritual battle. So when somebody's being negative or somebody, you know, is 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 persecuting us and all these things, our battle isn't with the people we do see. Our battle is with the spirits that are are influencing are influencing them to be like that. So I know this is a, a short talk. And, and I know that I didn't get into too much detail here, but as I'm doing these podcasts, I want them to be um, as short as possible because when, when the bigger and longer teachings come out, uh, you know, it, it's really a series of what I'm doing. So when you listen to all of this in a series, it's going to build up to uh, what, what we're going to be talking about. Our next one, hopefully, um, is still undecided, is uh, either going to be called The New Man um, or... Uh, Rome, we're going to be talking about Romans 6 a lot. Um, so so another key here before, before I, I let you guys go is that the fastest way to mature in becoming like God is actually for you to walk around and pretend that you are Jesus. And I know that that sounds weird. But if you walk around and pretend that you are Jesus to everybody and just pretend, okay, I know that Jesus is kind. I know that Jesus is loving. I know that Jesus is this. When you know who Jesus is, if you walk around and just pretend that you're him, and I'm not talking about, you know, pretending that you're you're Jesus and saying those things. I'm talking about uh, just developing the nature of God, 
developing the character of God, and really just developing a sense for how Jesus wants you to be in your life. So the question for you guys now is what fruit of the Spirit is God currently working in me right now? What fruit of the Spirit is God teaching me? And what fruit of the Spirit am I constantly being challenged to actually walk in? So you can actually go through your life and you can see in about you know the last two weeks or maybe even a couple months, there's certain events in your life that actually are challenging you to, and it's actually calling out these the fruit of the spirits. Maybe it's self-control. Maybe it's you know kindness. Maybe it's love. Maybe it's you know peace. Maybe it's joy. Whatever it is, there's life circumstances that are calling these things out in you because God wants to form you into the very image of Himself. You know, beloved, I want you to realize that we don't we don't thrive in our circumstances. We thrive in the nature of God as children of God. Okay, we thrive in the character and nature of who Jesus wants to be for us, that he cannot be for us if we're not in relationship with him. So, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, You know, share this. Um, I know this is short and really brief. I hope I, I gave you a few keys of understanding what the fruit of the spirit is actually there for. If you if you didn't. um you know, get clarity on this. Uh, just hang tight. Uh, there's going to be more podcasts and teachings to come. So guys, honestly, thanks for listening. Uh, tune in uh, next week where we're going to be talking about the newness of life that we have in Christ, the new man. This is my favorite one. I'm going to be sharing a lot of personal testimonies. I'm going to be sharing a lot of personal experiences. And uh, honestly, I'm going to be opening up some encounters that I've had with God uh, that that I normally haven't uh, opened up before. So guys, thanks for listening to Newness of Life Ministries and tune in and share this if you liked it. Subscribe, uh, go to my Facebook uh, page, which is uh, Newness of Life Ministries. Uh, you can look that up. It's just Newness of Life Ministries under my personal account. And guys, thanks for listening. Have an awesome and blessed day.